This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Paul Violis is a CBS News security consultant, an accomplished author, and a renowned global security and law enforcement expert. With over 35 years of experience, he's dedicated his life to finding solutions for the problems that keep you up at night. This is Security Matters with Paul Violis. Welcome to Security Matters, where your security matters most. I'm Paul Violis, and this is a CBS News radio production. Ladies and gentlemen, today, our final episode of Security Matters. It's been a great ride working with CBS News Radio on the show, but I've decided to, to ride out the rest of my career focusing on broadcasting cold cases with my brothers and sisters at the Fraternal Order of Police. It's been a great ride. I can't emphasize that enough, but that's the direction we'll be going a lot more on that at the end of the show. But for today, we've talked about how security needs to matter more over the, the episodes we've had for this last year or so. Now, So I thought that I'd close with my 10-point plan on how all of us can actually do that. A lot of talk going on, but this is how we can actually do it. First thing, we need to understand that security is a mindset. It's a way of life. It's what we choose and it's what we don't choose. Specifically, number one, it's how we protect ourselves, our families, our schools, workplaces, our houses of worship, our communities at large. It's what we're willing and committed to deem as acceptable and unacceptable behavior. Number two, it's how we mitigate hate. I mean, how many times have we talked about that since we've been running this show? It's, it's, the riots, it's the division in our country, it's the lack of respect for others, it's the mass shootings, it's how we mitigate hate. That's a decision that we make. We make individually, we make as a community, we make as a national community. But yet it still sits at the core of so many of the horrific crimes that we see occurring and the, and the weakening of the very fabric of freedom we enjoy in this country. Number three, it's how we put people in office, and it's how we hold them to task. Two things, quite frankly, we are not doing a great job at as Americans. We, us, the people. We need to start focusing on really scrutinizing, really scrutinizing. Stop the partisanship. Get rid of that and start focusing on Americans and what's good for America. We need to get people in office that are more concerned with doing their job than keeping their job. They're more concerned with legislating for our future than investigating each other. Number four, it's how we enforce our laws, such as immigration. You know, I'm tired of this whole politically corrupt stuff. Really, let's just get down to that. Immigra illegal immigration and immigration are two different things. I, like so many of you, it's the product of immigrants, but legal immigrants. Ladies and gentlemen, we're a nation of laws. And the moment we stop fo following laws, 
we become a nation in chaos. And when we have elected officials that feel that they are entitled to break federal law by harboring illegal aliens and criminals that are illegal aliens, and we stop working with each other, we get nowhere, which is exactly where we are. So that's why I say we need to start enforcing our laws, especially that of immigration. We have a process in place. It's worked for many, many years. And it's a process in which people apply to become citizens of the United States of America, and we need to follow that process. And if you don't follow that process, you get the hell out. And it's that simple. I'm sorry for what's going on in your country, but we need to be more concerned with ours. Number five, it's how we put respect for authority back in place. Imagine that. What a concept. Police, teachers, preachers back in place and replace entitlement with a sense of self-accountability. It's how we manage the American brand with our global partners from business to national security and to understand that our military is the greatest in the world and we need to trust in the decisions that they make. Oftentimes, we as a country, our military leaders, our government will make decisions that we as citizens don't necessarily understand. And quite frankly, that's okay. We have to trust that they are doing what's in best interest for us. And sometimes on the surface, it may not look like it makes sense, but we are a nation that garners policy and procedure based on solid intelligence and the intelligence that's available at the time. That is how we do business. We need to manage the American brand in a way that we are respected and that we always come first. Number seven, it's how we protect our kids from others and frankly, from themselves. It's making sure that we're taking the time, parents, to know them and to understand that you're their parent, not their friend. You can't have both. You simply can't. Don't trust people that come into your kids' lives. Vet everyone and everything. Scrutinize it. Hold them to task. Make sure that the people they're around and where they go is where they should be. And how they're communicating online is how it should be. Monitor that. Yes, I know you don't want to, you don't want to make sure, you want to make sure that your kids don't think that you don't trust them. Look, these are the rules. You want to do it? I'm going to monitor it. It's that simple. Imagine if we embrace that. Things like cyberbullying. Number eight, it's how we position our electronic communications. Look, you can't go to a local newsstand. You can't look on the internet. You can't follow anything on the news without each day finding out about another corporation, another area of government, another part of our infrastructure that's been hacked. But when it comes to us, it's how we police ourselves. We have to accept responsibility. The government is not going to take care of how you communicate electronically from your home, your devices such as your phone, your laptop, your desktop. There are simple ways, and we've pointed them out on this show, there are simple ways that you can protect how you communicate from your home, devices you can put in your home, protocols you can put into place that will protect you significantly from cybercrime. You gotta remember, it's the fastest growing crime in the world, over $520 billion a year in revenue, and we're low-hanging fruit. It's run by negative migration. Negative behavior migrates to the path of least resistance. Make sure that you harden your own and fortify your own levels of communication 
doesn't cost much. It's a change in mindset, like I said before. That's not going to stop. We need to do a better job policing ourselves. It's how we distinguish between right and privilege. That's right. It's how we distinguish between right and privilege. So often we keep seeing, especially over the last couple of years, freedom of speech coming into play. Where does it end? Where does it begin? We talk about hate crimes and hate crimes and policing hate crimes are very difficult because oftentimes those hate crimes are protected by freedom of speech. It's about riots and protests and what's the difference. And we need to hold public officials, your city managers, your mayors, your county commission, more accountable on what applications they're approving for the right to protest. You do have the right to protest and we need to celebrate that. But we do not have the right to riot. We do not have the right to arbitrarily destroy someone's physical property, their businesses of how they support their families. We don't have that right. We need to distinguish between right and privilege. A driver's license is not a right. It's a privilege. But yet now we're giving illegal aliens, people that are breaking federal law, the privilege of having a driver's license. Figure that one out. We need to distinguish between right and privilege. It's paramount. And number 10, it's how we take ownership over what we can control. What does that mean? It's how we take ownership over what we can control. Fix yourself, your family, your community first, and then look elsewhere. We can control a lot of stuff in our lives. And I think we get so tied up in the macro issues that we overlook the micro issues. The things that I'm mentioning here are things that are in our control. Everything from our community and our kids and how we communicate and where we travel and what we do, our security needs to come first. But we have to take control of that. And oftentimes, we point the finger in another direction. We need to point that at ourselves first. We live in the greatest country in the world. And, and it's up to each and every one of us to fix the divide that we have going on right now. The greatest divide in the United States of America since Kent State and growing. We need to do a better job at fixing that. When we have people, parents, parents that are reluctant. I was talking to a parent the other day in a business meeting and he was explaining to me there's a sense of anxiety every day when he sees his kid, drops his kid off at the bus stop. We shouldn't have that. Or when you're going to church or your, your synagogue or your mosque or wherever you're going, whatever house of worship you're going into, and there are armed police there so that you can worship in peace. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. When our kids are being humiliated online and killing themselves because of it, that is a freaking problem. And we shouldn't have that. When our elected officials can't get anything done in Congress because they're so busy investigating each other, they're not legislating the laws that protect us and our future, that's a problem. But the common denominator, ladies and gentlemen, the common denominator to the whole thing is us. We can take control of this situation, but that's going to be a conscious decision. Security matters was started because security does matter most. 
And at the end of the day, it sits at the core of everything that we do and everything we want to do and where we want to go and what we want to be. That's why it's our call. This show is going to leave a lot of great things up online and you can be able to read them. But the biggest thing that I leave you with is we need to take control of our situation right now. And that's a conscious conscious decision that we all have to make. As we close out, I want you to know that this has been a privilege to have this show, especially under the auspices of the most iconic radio brand in the world, CBS News Radio. And And it's been a great ride and we've enjoyed it a lot. But I will tell you that the next direction here, by focusing on cold cases, to me, brings me back to my roots. It brings me back to the law enforcement family that I love so very much. And to where these these men and women are today with the incredible technology that's in place. And it also speaks to the divide that I just mentioned between police and community. And our goal, partnering with the FOP now, mine and the FOP, is to do, we're going to do a monthly cold case and we're going to do it live in each city and we're going to travel around. Because I will tell you, without question, you heard me mention this before, what I witnessed in the city of Houston was nothing short of remarkable. Not just from the police department, not just the fact that we had, we had the deputy chief sitting at, sitting at the table and we had detectives and officers from, from all ranks and we had community leaders and and parts of the Houston community there, it was the fact that it sent a message to me that said, this is the direction that we need to go. We need to deputize America. We need to get Americans involved in these cold cases because we got far too damn many and we are 63% short in law enforcement applications and we need to do a better job at getting the police in place so that our communities get in place. And we need to solve these cold cases because quite frankly, those families need closure and those victims deserve justice. So that's going to be my, my focus as I move forward. And we'll be keeping you up to date on social media. You'll know exactly where to tune in to listen to it. But a huge thank you to our staff um, here at Security Matters, especially Seth and, and Julie, who have done a phenomenal job in producing and, and executing the shows and, and getting them posted and getting the message out and communicating on a daily basis with all our great listeners that write in. And to all our great listeners, thank you so much. I hope that you will continue to tune in when we kick out the next show in the coming months. To all of my fam- family and friends who have been extremely loyal and wonderful uh, in supporting the show, and, and to everybody at CBS, a big thank you for that and the incredible support. So be watching and listening for the messages that are going to come on social media about our FOP monthly cold case because I truly believe we're going to do a lot of great work there. On behalf of everyone here at Security Matters, we thank you very, very much for all your support. Be safe, be well. God bless. Thanks for listening to Security Matters with Paul Violas. The podcast is produced by Seth Nyman and CBS News Radio. For more podcasts from CBS News, visit cbsaudio.com slash podcasts. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st.